to Natural MD Radio, your place to hear the whole truth on health and medicine for women and children and get the tools you need to take back your health naturally starting now. I'm Dr. Aviva Ram. My guess is that you've probably heard the term leaky gut, but do you know what it is and whether you have it and why it's important to treat it? That's what we're going to talk about today. If you took your intestinal lining, unfolded it, and laid it flat, it's huge. In fact, it could cover two tennis courts. It's made up of several layers that are meant to allow you to peacefully coexist with your intestinal guests. The trillions of bacteria, yeasts, and other organisms that live in there without triggering a massive immune reaction against them because our bodies are supposed to protect us when we do have bacterias and yeast and other organisms living in there. And at the same time as keeping those out of our body with a barrier, they're supposed to allow us to selectively allow nutrition from our intestines that comes from our food across the intestinal lining into our circulatory system. So this surface layer provides both a physical barrier with lots of rich mucus to protect the lining from inflammation and nutrients to feed the microbiome, those trillions of organisms I talked about, as well as allowing permeability to allow your nutrition to get to you. Now, another layer in your intestinal lining provides an immune barrier. It turns out that about 70% of the body's immune system is located in the gut lining. In lymphatic tissue, like you've heard of your lymph nodes, those things when you get swollen glands in your throat, for example, those are lymph nodes. And their job is to act as clearing houses for infection. Now, your intestinal lining is just layered with these in tissue called gut-associated lymphoid tissue or GALT. And that lymphoid tissue communicates with your immune system and your nervous system, including your brain. So inflammation in the intestinal lining can affect your entire immune system and even your mood. The various layers of your intestinal lining work together to allow nutrients through to your bloodstream while preventing harmful protein fragments and other particles from bacteria and foods from escaping from the gut and having contact with that sensitive immune system in your intestinal lining and your bloodstream. And much of this is happening in just one thin cell layer of your intestines called the epithelium, which is broken up by these little gates called tight junctions that let nutrients across but keep harmful particles and invaders out. I typically think of it as a customs stop between two countries. It's this whole system of layers is supposed to let through what is meant to get through, but keep out what could be harmful. And at the same time, if there's trouble at the gate, the person who's at the border guard or the border crossing can use their walkie-talkie and send relay information further up the chain. So for example, your intestines are communicating with your brain when something's not going well. And what's really fascinating is that this can lead to all kinds of problems. Now, leaky gut occurs when there's damage to the gut lining, and this can happen as a result of stress, certain medications, especially antibiotics, and a group of medications called NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen, it's in Motrin, Aleve, medications like that, environmental toxins, food additives, so 
non-natural foods that have any kind of additives, particularly preservatives, and then also pesticides and herbicides that contaminate our food can infect our intestinal lining and cause leaky gut. Nutritional deficiencies, especially zinc, vitamin A, and vitamin D. And you don't have to be overtly deficient where you're having severe symptoms. You can just be moderately low in getting these in your diet. Also, if your microbiome is disrupted, that has an impact on the health of the intestinal lining. The intestinal lining keeps the microbiome healthy, but similarly, in favor in return, the microbiome also creates various chemicals, supports the intestinal lining and keeps that healthy and may actually have a role in regulating those tight junctions, which I'm going to talk about more in a minute. Also, a big trigger for leaky gut is inflammatory food triggers, especially gluten, but also dairy, any of which can lead to what's called permeability of these tight junctions. Now, when the integrity of the tight junctions gets breached, when that border crossing isn't working well, either the border guard isn't paying attention or the border guard has been taken out and can't manage the gate or the gate itself isn't working, what happens is it becomes more permeable. This is technically called intestinal hyperpermeability, but I'll refer to it by its common name, leaky gut, as most of us do. And it's a real medical phenomenon. This isn't just sort of some left of center fringe woo medical concept. This is a known medical concept, intestinal hyperpermeability. Now leaky gut allows food particles, fragments of bacteria and other organisms, as well as small intestinal waste products that are just hanging out in your gut and waiting to be eliminated. Or like in the case of bacteria, they live there all the time, but they're breaking down, they're dying, they're getting eliminated as well in your stool. Those fragments can cross into the immune system rich layer of your intestinal lining and trigger immune reactions there. And then smaller fragments can even enter into your bloodstream where big inflammatory trouble can begin. Now, the bacteria can happily coexist within your intestines, no problem. But fragments from the outer coats, especially a fragment called LPS or lipopolysaccharide, you don't have to remember that, but LPS, these are especially toxic to the rest of your body. If you think about it, when you get a bacterial infection, your body goes into a pretty massive reaction. If you get a systemic infection, you get fever, you can get really sick, you can get septic, you can even need intravenous antibiotics. But even if you get a bacteria locally, let's say you get a splinter and it doesn't come out and it gets infected, you can see what happens. The area gets extremely red, inflamed, you can get pus, and you can start to get systemically sick also because your body's fighting against it. Now you've got these bacteria hanging out in there all the time and it's this beautifully wonderfully orchestrated intestinal lining that's keeping those barriers separate so that you're not constantly mounting the other kind of immune reaction that you would get if you got invaded by a harmful bacteria. But that only works when these bacteria stay in your intestine. When they do cross into that immune layer or into your bloodstream, they cause something called endotoxemia, and it causes significant inflammation. Now, what's really interesting is when we think about inflammation, we think more about what I was just talking about when you get a splinter, right? That redness, it's painful, it's hot. But when these particles get into your body and your body starts to recognize them as foreign invaders systemically, you can get 
full on chronic low level or pretty serious inflammation. And some of the symptoms that you can get are fatigue, food intolerances, irritable bowel syndrome, celiac disease. Celiac is caused by gluten, but you're also more susceptible when you have a leaky gut. And celiac itself, by definition, also causes your gut to be leaky. So when you have celiac, you're more susceptible to all these other problems from leaky gut that I talk about. Leaky gut can also cause Hashimoto's, Crohn's disease, and ulcerative colitis, both of which also cause leaky gut, rheumatoid arthritis, allergies, hives, eczema, histamine intolerance, arthritis, joint aches, and pain. But here's the thing. Also, chronic low-lying inflammation can cause obesity. It can make it really hard for you to lose weight. So you can be dieting and doing all the right things and just not losing weight because of this chronic low-lying inflammation due to leaky gut. It can cause diabetes. And as a result, it can cause all kinds of other heart problems, including non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which at least 50% of, of Americans have because of being overweight now, and heart disease. Now, even when the bacteria or other organisms are cleared from your system, any of these symptoms can persist. So what you have to do is break the cycle and reverse leaky gut. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in my next podcast. If you found this helpful, please let me know by leaving a comment on iTunes. And if you want to hear more, head on over to the 4R program for Healing Leaky Gut. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Natural MD Radio. If you did, please go to avivaram.com and join the conversation about the show on my blog. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. It's free and it's jam-packed with powerful tips to help you take back your health naturally. That's avivaram.com. Take care and see you next time.